are another episode of Not A Purse Podcast. And we have another guest. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah, we shall introduce uh, the person later. <laughs> or not. I don't know. Later. Um, you may hear her voice, so maybe we introduce her sooner rather than <laughs> I have to yeah, stop no. myself from laughing. Sorry. <laughs> No, today we have uh, the beautiful Sarah with us. She is uh, like, do you do you want me to say whatever I want to say about you, or do you want to go ahead? Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Okay, I, trust I like that. <laughs> She trusts me. That might have been a mistake. So yeah, I was saying the beautiful Sarah. Um, she is one of my people from uh, Germany, or back back in the days. Um, Actually, like now that I'm thinking about it, we already used to have like conversations about these kinds of topics in your living room. Anyway, so yeah, she's a, a very, very good friend uh, back from Germany. She now uh, does not live in Germany anymore. She's in Britain. Mm-hmm. Britain. Britain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mom of um, three girls. Ah, it, four? Four girls. Let me three. put it that way. <laughs> three, three. <laughs> oh, yes, three. Um, and yes, we are going to talk about nudity and uh, children. Yes, it's yes. very broad, but we'll see where it, uh, it leads us. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything, Sarah? I was going to say, I just met Sarah, but I know something that you missed, which is that she's a teacher. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> She a teacher. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sarah, you should have introduced yourself. Larry did all right. Um, oh. I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to add. I think you did. You mentioned the main points, yeah. Cool. Giving cool. myself a tap on the shoulder mm. right now. Mm. I didn't know you had three girls. That's uh, so. I'm one of four girls, and a house mm-hmm. full of girls is uh, is something. <laughs> It is something, yeah. Yes, I do have three girls. Two biological children and one bonus I've got a stepdaughter mm-hmm. um, who's already a teenager so that's um, kind of maybe another level of challenge um, adding into mum life because I've got three different age groups to mm. navigate yeah they're lovely oh yes <laughs> that's gonna be spicy <laughs> I mean the discussion <laughs> yeah <laughs> she said <laughs> No, you know, just I feel like just just navigating nudity itself is like is like a thing. But then, because I think we do have these perceptions of there is an appropriate age for certain topics and by like all of that. If you have a teenager that's I don't know, like let's say twelve, thirteen, and then you have the youngest that's like three years old. How do you, you know, I. Mm. I can understand that it gets spicy. Tell us more about it. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, to be honest, I still feel like I'm figuring things out when it comes to certain topics. Generally, being a mom is very much figuring things out every day. Like you just kind of wing it, um, yeah. hoping that you do the best you can. But um, yeah, with with topics like nudity. Um, so with my own girls. With, which are three and six years old, I kind of have an idea of 
how I want to raise them, I want to be open about things, I want them to feel, you know, free around us as a family, but also know kind of maybe society's, should I say, boundaries, where they have to be a bit more aware of their own nudity in front of everyone. Does that make sense? So I've got an idea how, how I want to raise them, but obviously having a stepdaughter who didn't live with me until she was nine years old. So she she had already grown up quite a bit before she started living with us full time. And so I entered her life and had to figure out how I want to add my own stamp on her, kind of how I want to keep raising her, you know, without really knowing how she was brought up until that point in terms of, yeah, nudity, those kind of topics. Um, it's a very, yeah, I think winging it and just taking each day as it comes is kind of my motto at the moment. I don't have um, a recipe for, yeah, this is how you're supposed to do it, or, you know, I still feel like I'm figuring things out as I go. That is so underrated as a skill, because I think as a, as a kid, I always thought that my mom knew everything. Right, you kind of just feel like the answers are the answers. They're adults, and so the adults know the things. And what I kind of realized is that also being the last born, so being the last of four, she had had the practice on some things by the time I came around. So mm-hmm. like on my older sister, she had the experience of them being teenagers. She had the experience of having tried to teach them certain things, whether it worked or not, whether she needed to adjust, you know what I mean? I think... Mm-hmm the first time you're going through something like that and having to like create it from scratch is must be just huge right like this huge thing looming um but once we've done it yeah a couple of times I don't know because everybody says that and it's a joke in my family by the time I came around my mom was just tired (laughs) like there are a lot of things that she was just like I guess that's fine like let her do the thing you know (laughs) which is completely around yeah, mm. completely from, like, when my sisters were were younger. And I think, I don't know exactly everything that she taught them mm-hmm. about their bodies and things like that. But I definitely got the sense that by the time I came around, she was doing things differently, you know. She had, like, adjusted a little bit and okay. Um, okay. was arguably more open. Yeah. Like, Sarah, you said something about... Um, you know, teaching your children how to be free when it comes to like their idea of body or nudity, but mm-hmm. at the same time, making sure that they are aware of the boundaries that society is setting. And that's, I feel like that's literally like the, the, the you know, finding the right middle. I've, I imagine that it is super hard because this this is the thing why like would you have like so we can not get into it but have like more or less a specific example that we can like dissect Uh, i want to say where for instance so what i meant was i want them to feel you know confident in their own bodies know their own bodies and feel free to well let's say if my three-year-old runs around the living room naked, if that's what she mm-hmm. wants to do, I, I have no issue with it. You know, I want her to do that because she feels like doing it. Yeah. Um, but then if, say, she's doing it and then we get a visitor and that visitor is not part of our family, maybe not a, too close a friend or something, then I, I think my mindset would kind of change a little bit because 
as much as I want her to be free and, and just do whatever a three-year-old wants to do, I don't want her to be exposed to people, I don't know, looking at her the wrong way or just... Um, I don't know how to say it, really. I, 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 th- I get it. I think it. I want her to understand that it's, it's okay to be... It's okay to be naked, it's okay to be, I don't know, even touching yourself and exploring your body and things like that, but do it in the comfort of our family, like with with the trusted adults that you have, and don't, you know, run around naked in front of everyone. I actually used to think, so the way I grew up was my mum was kind of easygoing and free, and I remember running around naked in our backyard with other children. They were cousins, friends, you know, it was just whatever. We went maybe swimming at the lakeside, forgot our swimming gear, and then my mum would just say, well, you know, just take your clothes off, it's fine, just go naked. And as a kid, I mean, I didn't think about it, but go looking back, I now realise, oh, okay, that's how she kind of um, handled things. And I used to think, yeah, I want to do the same, I want to be like, well, whatever, kids can run naked if they want to. But when I then became a mum, I realised also... Mm, yes, I still want my children to feel free and and um, be allowed to be naked when they want to. But I want them to know maybe not to just strip off in front of everyone and that there's like a safe space for it, if you will. Does that make sense? I, yeah, it does make sense. And, and like while listening to you, I'm trying to see if there's actually a difference between the fact, the actual fact of being naked, which your children are cool with and which you want them to be cool with, and Mm -hmm. how people view them being naked. Because that example, like, you know, with a, not a stranger, but someone who's not that close to your family, being Mm -hmm. in your space and you're a three-year-old running around naked, factually speaking, like, she's still doing the same thing whether yeah. there are different people around or not and that's that's the thing she needs to be cool about but the fact that someone else's presence means that they might interpret what is happening differently is mm. what makes the actual fact of being naked take a different meaning and i mm. feel like that's that's where is it that we are afraid of what people could think of you know, your three-year-old running around naked. And if this is going... And, like, my question is almost, whatever they think, is that going to have an impact on your daughter, yes or no? Mm. And, I like, I'm not even sure. I'm, I feel like the my first answer would be no. Yes. Unless that person acts on on it, like, says something, for example. Oh, my gosh, like, you know, who... Why are you running around naked like that? This is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. then that might have an impact on your daughter depending on how yeah how it ends up like you know you could intervene and be like well you know it's her body she does with it what she wants mm-hmm. and then it's not going to have any impact on her she's just going to be like mm, you do you i do me um i just but i wonder my... if yeah sorry while you were talking i thought yeah actually um i i i wouldn't want her to feel a difference it's probably us adults kind of or us as having a certain association with oh man in front of strangers yeah not so great maybe not a good idea um so maybe it's my 
I don't know what to call it. I don't know whether it's it's not shame. Your bias. Maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe my um, societal norms that I've kind of taken on. Mm-hmm. Maybe they influence me without me wanting to being influenced yeah. by them. Do you know what I mean? So totally. Because I feel like me, it's just like you said. What do other people think, or maybe even say or do? That's something that I'm I'm a bit new to figuring out. It's not so much about um, nakedness, but like lately I've been thinking about what to allow my children to do with um, with other people. So I don't know if it's like drifting away from the topic too much, but um, I was thinking about sleepovers, right? My children having sleepovers with other families. Mm-hmm. Initially, my my gut is, has always been like, oh yeah, well if they're ready for it, if they're asking to sleep at the friend's house, sure, why not? I don't have any issues with it. But then I had a conversation with somebody, and they brought up, well, do you know the other people so well that you trust that in that household nothing is ever going to happen to your children? Like, can you have you got that level of trust with these people, who are just mm-hmm. maybe you know parents of school friends of my kids? And that made me think, actually, maybe do I have to be a bit less la-di-da and, oh, they can go anywhere, they can do anything, they can, to bring it back to the topic, be naked in front of everyone? Or do I have to be a bit more cautious because of, you know, what has happened to to children, to people? Mm. In other places. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, so you mentioned when you were growing up that your mom was very easygoing and that you remember being naked with your cousins and in groups of children and mm-hmm. how did that impact how you how you view nudity like if you're trying to think about how you before you had your children and how those years informed how you viewed your body and nudity do you remember what that was like mm. <clears throat> i don't really remember when i so I remember I have this childhood memory of being, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years old or something, where it was just normal and I didn't I didn't question it. We were out, so, and like I said, we were maybe at a lakeside or something and stripped naked and run around. Um, and I, mean, I know that that changed at a certain age, but I can't remember when and why. I can't mm. remember... Was it me that grew up and got more self-aware and then didn't want to be naked in front of other people anymore? Or was it maybe my mum who told me it's not appropriate anymore? I, I can't remember that part. Yeah. But I do remember that, or I do know that it stopped at a certain age, you know? I'm not still running around <laughs> naked in front of other people. <laughs> yeah. The reason I was thinking about it is because so far there have been a couple of examples where you've said your natural inclination is to be open or is to be free or you know what I mean to kind of allow exploration and everything but it seems like something external then came into your mind like in this example with the sleepovers someone mentioned something that made you rethink maybe what you were naturally going to do so I'm I'm curious if it is like if I guess um other parents or society's view of parenting is kind of informing your decisions and whether that extends to to nudity as well, right? It's not just the idea of someone who's not that close to the family coming over, but it might just be in general what 
you're being like information you're being fed about what should be the norm mm. for your kid i think it yeah i think you, you might hit on a point there i think that might be um external factors i think if i if i was to make decisions for myself and for my children only thinking about what feels natural then i would be much more doesn't matter just do what you want to do just be yourself you know whatever um but yeah it's probably influencing like the influence is probably coming from outside from not so much i don't know if other parents probably just as in when i say not from other parents it's not like someone else is telling me you shouldn't be doing this stop doing it but rather, you know how you sense mm, this person finds this kind of awkward, so maybe I should mm. adjust here, or oh, actually, I don't see any other children running around naked. Maybe I shouldn't let mine. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Um, maybe it's more of a subconscious thing that I'm noticing and getting from society about what's right and what's not right or what's acceptable. I don't know. Yeah. Like. When, when you were mentioning the sleepover situation, that the first thing that popped to my mind, like in terms of, you know, what risks am I exposing my children to basically by allowing them to do that? And it's not, it's not so much that you don't trust them, it's more that you don't trust other people. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like nudity is so linked in our adult minds. It's so linked to sexual behavior mm -hmm. of any kind that it's almost like when we nudity in children is is kind of almost linked to the potential of sexual abuse happening mm. and and it's that fear that is somehow creating or defining the boundaries that we say are too far so you know in the example of running um naked in in the living room the yeah, the, the only risk or the, the fear that is there is that the strange, the stranger or the person that is not so close to the family uh, might be tempted to do something that mm. you don't want them to do. Mm. Um, and yeah, having your daughter run around naked is making it almost too easy for them if that is something they might be tempted to do. Mm. And now I'm just realizing that it's, it feels to me, like when I'm thinking about it, it feels to me as if this is really the main driver in how we define the boundaries. It can change from one person to another, uh, but I feel like it's still this, the, main, the main aspect that makes us decide what is too much and what is not. And yeah. it's, it's almost sad to, like, to, to realize that this is what we think of other people. And I'm not saying it's wrong it because is, literally is. I'm in the same position, but is it not, it, it's, it's sad. It's sad, yeah. Mm. Is that only it, this yeah, I did think that earlier when I was bringing up, sorry, when I was bringing up the, you know, the sleepover situation, I did find it sad that I had to be reminded kind of, well, not reminded, or maybe, yeah, I wouldn't have thought anything bad of a sleepover because mm -hmm. I haven't made any bad experiences myself. Nothing, luckily, has ever happened to me in that way. You know, I've not been inappropriately touched or, yeah, nothing's been ever done to me that way. So maybe my um, intuition was kind of the... Mm, 
thinking about nudity and ch children being with other people, like you said, more in like a natural way. Like, well, yeah. they're just children, you know, there's nothing sexual about it. But because someone else brought it up, it then reminded me or made me realize, actually, mm, maybe there are things to consider that yeah. I hadn't actually thought of because of other people's experiences or, um, yeah, things they mm -hmm. might do. Yeah, it's quite sad, actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if that is all there is because it's not always going to be a situation that could potentially be sexual, right? Like, especially, I don't know, in your home, you're there. The child is running around naked, and this other adult is there, but you're not leaving your naked child with this person. So, I mean, the the risk is there, but it is a lowered risk. But I got a sense that there's also this feeling of this person is going to think this is weird. Mm. There is that too, for sure. Yeah. So it's not it's always a reflection that, on like... me rather than my child, actually. It's more my problem with, oh, what might that person think of me allowing my child to do this? So, mm. yeah, maybe I have to think about, well, do I have a problem with this or not? And if not, then, you know, I shouldn't make it a problem for my children either do you know what i mean like it's more my yeah. problem than theirs yeah <laughs> this is a good example of what parenting feels like a lot of the time you're like <laughs> reparenting yourself because you're thinking oh no this is actually my issue sorry mm. okay i love what you just said like reparenting yourself this this yeah. yeah this is such a great point because yeah in that in that living room and naked example it's like yeah your daughter she doesn't give a damn SHIT about, yeah. you know, walking around naked while there's someone who's not every day, all day in the living room. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and you technically might not have a problem with her doing it either. But yeah, you have a problem with what could that person think about me? Mm. So yeah, it is really much about you and not yeah, yeah. not about and the naked child in, the per se. Yeah. When your toddler has a meltdown in front of everyone, like I'm not phased, but I do get bothered because you think what are other people going to think about me, you know, as a mother, yeah. not being able to control my child in public mm -hmm. or stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. But <clears> you know what? I, I, I find it really interesting, but I also found it intriguing that with that naked example specifically, you chose your youngest child. So mm -hmm. when you're talking about running around, you know, and we talk about nudity, it seems that it is still like for very young children. At what age would you say you felt that nudity is no longer okay for your kids? Good question. Mm, yeah, very good question. <clears throat> I think the answer is similar when I think about what is okay for me or around me. So, so my stepdaughter, the 13-year-old, She's still very, um, don't know how young to word spirited. it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, young spirit. She still runs around naked sometimes. So like mm. when she takes a shower and then walks back to her bedroom, she doesn't bother dressing up or having a towel wrapped around her or anything. She just goes. And if she gets distracted on the way, she goes and does something else and she's completely naked. <laughs> um, so yeah. And again, I suppose... I don't have a problem with that at all. Like, I want her to feel free. But I have noticed recently that I then find myself reminding her that 
you haven't got anything on. You know, you, I'm not telling her, hey, dress yourself, put something on because you're not supposed to be naked. I'm just kind of saying, you're not wearing anything. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. just just putting it out there, just saying. Um, like I'm noticing your your nakedness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe, and I'm trying to think whether I, I would do the same with my six-year-old. Probably won't, probably wouldn't. I probably won't say, hey, you're still naked. I might remind her that she has to get dressed because, I don't know, maybe we're trying to get out of the house or it's time for school or whatever. So there's a task that I've asked her to do and she's not done it yet. But it wouldn't be so much about, uh, you're not wearing anything. So I'm guessing somewhere between those ages, somewhere between six, where it still feels like, yeah, cool, do whatever. And 13, where as much as I don't have a problem with it, I find myself a little bit like, I don't know how to word it. A little bit like... To be like, why are you naked right now? (laughs) Well, it must be... be bothering me somehow not in a, I, I was in a gonna bad ask. way but just there's something about it that m- maybe makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable after all that was literally gonna be my question does it make you feel uncomfortable because i feel like that's yeah, that's what it, it is and that's what it would be for me i wouldn't have i said. know that for older children or older people generally speaking i f- like you know a two-year-old running around naked i know them i don't know them like back home, mm-hmm. if I see a two-year-old running around naked on the street, like I, I, I wouldn't even look twice. Like it would be mm-hmm. as seeing a tree on the side of the road. You know, it's a mm-hmm. tree, so what? If I see a 10-year-old doing that, I'm going to be like, what the is happening yeah. here? And, but it's, it's because I feel uncomfortable about it. Not yeah. because I, I wouldn't be able to come up with a reason why it is not okay for that 10-year-old to be walking around naked but I definitely know I'm not okay with it. I don't know mm-hmm. why, but I'm not. Like, so it, it makes me discomfort. feel a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. discomfort is, is literally what it is. Mm. And I have now, noticed recently as well. Sorry. Um, no, go ahead. With, my, with a teenager, she's, like you said, <laughs> young-spirited. She's still <laughs> very much a child. Um, but in other as- aspects, obviously, she's growing up. And so, you know, I, I notice her body changing and... Um, Certain behaviors getting a bit more teenager-like, kind of. <laughs> so she's like at, in like a transition um, phase, and with her body developing and her breasts getting like not she doesn't have proper boobs yet, but you can just see that they're coming kind of. So she started wearing like um, what are they called like bralettes, not not proper bras, mm-hmm. but you know the, the pre-stage. Um, and she often still forgets because she's still very young in her head, um, which technically is fine because she doesn't need any support yet. But again, I found myself then just reminding her, not saying you have to wear it, but just, oh, you're not wearing this today. You're not wearing your top. Oh, okay. So again, maybe it's my own, um, my own perception of what should be at this point because her body's changing she's now supposed to cover up or something yeah. or she's supposed to wear something don't really know i'm just sharing like what i've noticed mm. it feels almost like there's something wrong if the thing is not done like and i don't know why because that example of 
Larry said what you were saying about a two-year-old running naked in the street versus like a 10-year-old running naked. If I see a 10-year-old running naked in the street, I'm going to be like, what is wrong? Something's happening. Where, where are his parents? Or like, what, something <laughs> is not right. Not even because I necessarily want the child to cover up because I'm embarrassed at seeing them, but because I feel like something's off. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, maybe the child isn't well mentally, like all kinds of stories start to unfold mm-hmm. because there must be a reason why this child isn't fitting the norm of what we know which is at this point you're covered, right? And I think that's the same thing as a woman. If you have breasts of any kind, because there are women who are adult women who have very small breasts that do not need to be supported in any way, shape, or form. But it's like, as soon as in my head, okay, you're a woman, you should be covered, whether it's functional. Yeah. It is, but if you're not, then it's like, oh, something is wrong. Hmm. Yeah. And like that something is wrong, you said, and you, you, you also spoke about norm. It's like literally that example of the 10-year-old running around naked like on the in the street. It's because we're used to that certain to to that norm. A 10-year-old is usually dressed when it's in public that we straight go to something is off. But mm. like the facts are just there is a child or a person that happens to be around 10 years of age that's running around naked. And the norm we're used to, which is society has decided that Starting at a certain age, you you just do not expose certain parts of your body in public anymore. We feel like when we see something that happens and that is not that does not correspond with that norm, something is off. Mm. And I'm like I'm still trying to figure out this is this is one of my biggest questions. Like when and why do we decide that children are not to be naked anymore? Or when when does nudity become a problem mm. rather than Sexual. just nudity and yeah i i feel like it's it is very very like there's a high connection between nudity being inappropriate and it being related to sexuality in 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 some ways mm, yeah because i i was going to ask you sarah if if you don't mind like do you do you feel comfortable being naked around your children yes that's actually one of the things that i um again i i remember growing up with so my mom was comfortable with being naked around me and i remember you know as a child observing her body and like looking at her and and i suppose learning about a woman's body that way because that was Mm -hmm. my first source that i could you know see um I remember her being free and before I became a mom, I thought, yeah, I I want to be, I don't want to convey any kind of shame or need to hide or need to cover up in front of your children or your family because I want them to not have that um, feeling, you know, I don't want them to feel like they have to cover up in front of me. So I kind of lead as an example if, if. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so so I don't yeah. walk around naked around the house, but that that's just because I that's not something I do. Mm-hmm. I don't um, stop myself from doing it because they are there or something. You know, it's just yeah. not natural to me. But if they walk in and I'm showering, yeah, then I'm showering. Or if I'm changing, they're in the room and I just crack on. I don't have any kind of. <laughs> I don't feel the need to cover up. Um, and I try to be very, well, as open as I can be 
you know, my the little ones, the three-year-old and the six-year-old, they sometimes, they look at you and they innocent, childlike, they just comment or they, they question. <laughs> so, <laughs> stuff like, I can't remember what it was that my, my toddler said when she was a bit younger. She, she asked me about my boobs and said something like, why, why is it hanging? Why is it down? Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, in my head, I thought, hey, no, they're, no, they're still nice and plump. They're not hanging, <laughs> but okay. But then I try, try to just explain what it is for her to just feel like, ah, okay. Because if she would ask me something about another body part, like if she would ask me about my nose, I would try and explain, your nose is there for you to breathe. So what, you know, I yeah. then try to explain, yeah. So um, when you were little, I breastfed you and you had milk from my breast and, you know, that's what they're there for, to feed babies. Um, that kind of stuff so I try to be open with them as much as I can but I do have to admit it takes again it takes like kind of reparenting I guess because yeah it does feel a bit awkward when they ask me questions yeah. like someone this six-year-old a couple of weeks ago asked me about um, what's the right word now pubic hair I was thinking of yeah. the German word Larry and that like Schamhalle. yeah <laughs> I don't know what to say in German now what's the new word in German I don't know but anyway, so she asked me, why have you got hair there? Or you've got hair. And then she giggled. And I, you've got hair. I said, yeah. You know, when you grow older, you grow hair. And I try to explain it, even though I still myself feel, feel a little bit uncomfortable with that topic. I still feel a little bit like, mm, uh, what do I say? How do I? Okay. But I want to be as casual as possible so that she doesn't feel any shame with these questions. I want her to ask me those things. And I want her to be inquisitive and, you know. Yeah, know that she can address certain topics with me. Question. <laughs> yes. If if one of your kids were to be a boy, how would you feel about it? I don't know. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't know. Um, it's quite tricky. frankly, I, I think I'm kind of... I'm glad I've got girls, to be honest. <laughs> and that's what yeah, that might be one of the reasons, actually. No, honestly, because even I remember when I became a mom and I, I wasn't very experienced with, with babies, so I'd never held another baby, you know, not, not like I don't have any younger siblings that I looked after or I wasn't around babies. So my own child was the first one I had to care for and like learn about how to handle a, a baby. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, my God you know, what if it's a boy? What if I got, like, handle a penis and, and, and what, like, <laughs> what do I do? I don't, I didn't know how to wipe it. I don't know how to clean it. I don't know what to do with it. So, you know, yay. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to figure that out. Um, yeah. I don't know if it would be, I think I would try to still be as open and as I am now and, like, try to be, explaining things and and yeah because um, other other mean question not mean just question <laughs> um how would you feel about their dad being naked around them um i, I view it the same as i view myself being naked around them actually so i've when in the past when he's walked around yeah it's it, just open like like that. I keep saying open. Mm. Maybe that's a different word, like a better word, but you don't know what I mean. Um, 
I don't see any problem with it. And actually, funnily enough, they have asked him questions too. Um, and then it was very interesting okay. to watch. Um, so I remember when my six-year-old was younger, maybe three at the time or four, she, she asked him first, and I believe he didn't answer. So she came to me and asked something like, Daddy's got something hanging there. He's got a <laughs> long one. <laughs> and um, she didn't know the word for it at the time. She mm. couldn't... Hello? Sorry, the audio was cut off. Um, so, yeah, I try to then be the, the person to just explain and say, look, yeah, that's his penis. Men have penises. That's what, what, mm. what it is. Um, and I feel the same. I don't see it as any different being him being naked in front of them versus me. Okay. I think it's the same okay, learning yeah, the same kind of, you know, life skills that they get from it. Yeah, well. yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, I'm on a question roll here. Because um, <laughs> I, I keep thinking, okay, that's okay. Um, how would you feel about them seeing other adults naked? Let's take women first. Is there, like, mm -hmm. would you say if it's, I don't know if it's their grandmas, if it's their aunties, or, you know, good friends of, of yours, is that, would that, do you feel okay with that? Do you think, ah, there's an issue? And is there, like, a degree of, how do I say that, familiarity that you have with a person that your daughters see naked that needs to be there for you to feel okay about it? And when... Like, how, how much is not enough anymore for, mm -hmm. for you to feel okay that they see someone else naked? Mm, I think... So, yes, to answer your question, I, I, I don't have a problem with or, or I wouldn't mind them seeing mm -hmm. other people naked. And I think it's good that you started with females because as you were asking the question, I realized in my head already, thinking... I, I went through a couple of examples in my mind maybe my mom, my grandma, a good friend, an auntie, like you said. Yeah, I don't see any issues with that. Actually, nice, then they can learn about um, how different female bodies can look as well, and not just mine, mm. so that's good. But then, thinking about men, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like your cousin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would feel comfortable there. And again, that's probably not because of my children, because I, again, I would want them to have the same learning experiences and just seeing people as they are and, and seeing different bodies and stuff. But because of how, ah, I'm thinking, why would a guy be naked in front of my kids? Which, which person, in which um, setting? What, what reason would there be? Because if it's a female friend of mine, Sure, I don't mind female friends of mine seeing me, mm. you know. I would undress in front of you and have no issue with it. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't undress in front of a guy. So, again, maybe it's my thing that I think, mm, I don't want my children to be to view someone else. It's a very interesting question. <laughs> That's a very good question. I really liked that one. So, Larissa was telling me about these spas, these, like, co-ed spas that you guys have in Europe. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's still a thing but or yeah sauna exactly you go and everybody's naked um if you happen because i remember when i was younger i used to go to my mom would go to the gym and we'd go with her and she had there was a sauna and it was a bunch of women naked and i remember one time accidentally 
Accidentally. I was trying to peek. Uh, <laughs> I said accidentally and I was like, no, that's a lie. I was trying to see what's going on in there. And I opened the door and it's a bunch of naked women. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. But <laughs> I was. I was shocked. Because these are not aunties or friends of yeah. my mom necessarily or, yeah. you know, any of those things. So in that setting, if you were to take your children to a place like that, where it is going to be women who aren't your friends um, and some men, let's, mm-hmm. let's say if it's a co-ed, one of these things. And there is a purpose, right? There is a function for them being naked. It's not nefarious or, mm-hmm. you know, malicious or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Would that change anything for you? Like having your children there and see that? Mm. That's a great question. That is a good question, yeah. I'm trying to... So I haven't been to one of these places in a while, but obviously I remember them from growing up in Germany and just going and, yeah, that was what you do. And I think, again, the awkwardness that I've at some point in my life then started feeling about it came from outsiders. So from... um, I remember an ex finding it super awkward. why, Why is there such a thing as a sauna where there's people undressing and why are you completely naked how weird and especially if it's mixed um genders like why what um so he made me feel uncomfortable or a bit like "Eh, maybe it is weird about it but again i think for myself i don't i don't think i would have a problem with it if i was there like if i took my children there obviously i would be naked they would be and that's just what you would do there um that's it so yeah, it's fine. It's super awkward because what? Why? Yes. Why does it change? Context and like that's why I so love your question, Joe, because this is such a good example of how if the context says it is okay, then all of a sudden we do not like we do not feel that awkwardness. Mm. You put you take the exact same people that would have been in the sauna all naked you put them in your living room sarah Mm. and it it would be like hell you could even take those people (laughs) dress them and then put them in an elevator and it would be uncomfortable like yes you know in a in a public Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you say in american english do you say elevator lift yeah 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 elevator yeah yeah you Um, you know it reminds me of something we said in in uh the episode about unity in our first season that and I lost my thought that if that nudity is considered as okay when it has a purpose mm-hmm. and in a sauna it has a purpose you're mm. you're being naked because you need to sweat out yeah. of all the pores of your body when you're being yeah. naked in your living room society has decided that that does not have any purpose which makes it less okay yeah mm-hmm. so interesting huh. yeah. Yeah. But then who are we to define, you know, because children, like, they are so in their own world. For them, it might have a purpose in that moment. But we are the ones determined. Like, you know, we're saying, yeah, from, you know, from where I'm standing, from what mm-hmm. I'm seeing, this does not have a purpose. So please don't do it. It is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, for them, it might have a purpose. Just that it's in their world and we do not have full access to that world and they are not able to express it in a way that we would understand it. Mm. But it, it doesn't change the fact that we end up being the ones deciding 
based on our perspective, which is so like so different from their perspective, that nudity in that specific moment is purposeless and therefore inappropriate. Mm. And I guess this is how we we transform their perspective and make it match our perspective. And that's how they understand, like, you know, yeah, what boundaries not to trespass. Mm. When you were talking, you just made me think of um, when you said there's no, we don't see any purpose in them being naked, but maybe they feel that, that there is a purpose, which might just yeah. be, they want to be, they just want to be free. They just want to be naked. They want to maybe feel the air on their bottom or I don't know, mm -hmm. you know. Um, which is very healthy, think, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it happens a lot with, with children, especially younger children who have certain, um, they just follow what, what feels good. They just, like, maybe they want to roll around on the floor and then they roll around on the floor because that's what they want to do at that moment. There's some kind of sensory input that they're craving and they get it and, you know. But, again, for some reason, us as adults, we then, with certain behaviors, we have an issue. I say, you can't do that or stop doing it. Or, like, I've heard myself saying, stop, I don't know, turning around. Even though there was no proper reason why... My children shouldn't be turning round and round and round and round. <laughs> I mean, maybe I thought about, okay, you get dizzy and then you hurt yourself. But really, there was no reason why they shouldn't. And still, I told them off for it or said they should stop. And then, yeah, similar with just getting naked. Um, it's us. <laughs> kind of, yeah. 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 We're just weird as a society. <laughs> <laughs> right? I feel like this is what it is. Adults are making everything weird. If we would let children do it, it everything and anything would just be normal. Mm. And so much easier. Ah. Yeah. If it is cultural, though. I wonder, because you said that you did have an ex who thought the spas, the saunas were, were weird. Mm. So in a in a context where it seemed... Oh, I don't know if he was from Germany or not. But oh, like, he was, no, he wasn't, actually. So it wasn't something uh, that he grew up with. Okay. So it was... Okay. Um, in that case, I suppose it was cultural. He, it, it just wasn't a thing for him. But I'm sure you could find people in Germany who grew up in Germany who would still have an issue with saunas, yeah. right? Because I feel like we almost make up the rules as we go. Like, there's some yeah. societal rules that seem to apply, generally speaking, and then that changes based on the society. But it seems like sometimes we just kind of hold on to something. Like, this thing means this, and then groups of people just start, like, kind of believing that, where... Mm. It maybe, yeah, it doesn't really have any kind of basis in fact or science or even tradition, right? It's like something that we just get together and we're like, yeah, that should happen. Yeah. Like, mm. You know, I, I don't know, the whole burlets thing, I don't even know if burlets used to exist like 30, 40, 50 years ago because bras were created for the purpose of, you know, supporting breasts, right? Mm -hmm. So a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, maybe, maybe even older, if there was no need for a bra, they probably weren't wearing them. And people yeah, were probably fine with that, right? Because there just yeah. wasn't anything made for that purpose. And mm -hmm. But now that there is, it's like, okay, now that thing should be the norm, right? Mm -hmm. We know burlesque exists. And so as soon as you have even a hint of breasts, you should put it on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just curious, like, when when you mention it to your, your stepdaughter, when you... Mm -hmm. Because it's not judgmental or anything. It's just like, oh, like you're not wearing your your bra, or 
you're not mm-hmm. wearing clothes right now do you think it's creating any kind of association for her like do you think it will have a meaning and what is that meaning mm, yeah I thought about that the other day when I found myself telling her like commenting on her um, not wearing a, one of those bralettes I thought what does she take from it actually does she think I'm telling her off or does she think like leave me alone I'm not quite sure to be honest um, because in the instances that I can remember where I mentioned it she didn't change anything about it so she didn't then go and cover up or wear something she just kind of looked at me and was like mm. um, so I'm actually hoping that it, it doesn't make her feel mm, I don't know un- uncomfortable or un inappropriate or, or anything I hope she just sees it as as the comment that I make it as out to be you know like just a comment like an observation I don't know if she takes more from it but then I suppose if she did if she took it as like a criticism on my end or or me telling her off then I, I suppose she would probably change that right but she doesn't so maybe she just mm-hmm. takes my comment as my comment and moves on I'm not sure. Like, if when she ends up having more like actual mm. breasts, do you and she she you know let's say she doesn't wear whatever she has bralettes or a brass or mm-hmm. do you see yourself still making that com like noticing out loud in front of her? Oh, I see you're not wearing a bra today. Do you see yourself doing that or do you see yourself? letting her not wear a bra and go to school or wherever she's heading out to <laughs> i don't know i would have thought i'm actually um when i realized that i'm t- making those comments or like voicing those ob- observations i was kind of disappointed in myself a little bit because i thought it doesn't matter and i shouldn't make mm-hmm. her feel like it does um but i suppose now i have been doing it so i guess I probably would say something but I'm trying to be more aware of what I say and how how she she'll take it and stuff so even with the bralette thing now I'm and especially after this episode I mean I'm gonna try and not say it because I don't really want to make it a thing or make it make her feel any kind of way um yeah don't know. I think I might just ask when I notice her, her body changing more like I'm a just ask her what she wants to do because event i mean in the end it's her body anyway I like that. and she decides yes I, funnily enough it wasn't actually me who first bought her those bralettes i was going um, to ask mm, so as i said she's a, she's my stepdaughter and there was a holiday or a weekend or something that she went to see her mum um and up to that point she didn't have any any breasts at all even now she doesn't you know it's like just you can mm-hmm. see that the, the body is slowly changing and um, so I hadn't seen any need to buy anything for her I probably wouldn't have even now um, she was wearing like uh, what are they called um, singlet like tank tops like, like a tank top yeah something like mm-hmm. that underneath whatever she was wearing that's what she had but then she came back from a weekend at her mum's and mum had decided look, it's time to wear these things now. Um, and so I kind of just went with it. It was just, oh, okay, we're, well, you have them now, so yeah, might as well. But it wasn't actually me who 
and initiated that. Mm. Yeah. So you don't even you don't know if she even wanted them or thought anything beforehand. No, no, I don't really know. To be honest, mm. I don't think she asked for them. I'm pretty sure it was something that her mum decided for her. Um, mm. That's from experience about how her mum is, but also just knowing that my stepdaughter's very much nonchalant about these things. I don't think she asked for them. I think she's very much like, mm. yeah. Yeah. I thought about something earlier, Joe, when you were talking about um, the bralettes maybe not being a thing a couple of years ago. Do you guys know when it when bikinis started being like for girls when swim gear started being like a two top, pieces two piece mm. top um, bottom kind of you know how girl, little girls have yeah two pieces well, usually for one piece yeah <laughs> yeah huh. so if you look at old photos there's like some you know exposés from I don't know the 50s or 60s and you see women's bathing suits in general they're meant to be like dresses so mm-hmm. it's it's a one like one thing and mm-hmm. it's really or has you know different thing. It was made after like the fashion of the time. So a lot of them are one pieces or even if they're two pieces, they're connecting. So it's like a longer top and then a high rise like bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they just didn't know how else to create something like brand new, right? Like if you're gonna go swimming, they didn't think like to create something from scratch. So they were just mm-hmm. kind of adapting to what was going on. But I think the trend is now, because women are sexualized, and in general, even in regular fashion, you show more skin. I think that's why mm-hmm. swimsuits have also become this less and less fabric, right? Like smaller and smaller tops, smaller and smaller bottoms. Mm-hmm. And it can't be one piece anymore. Because I remember even up to high school, to swim like at my school to actually be because we were competitive swimmers as well even you see that today like people who are being athletes they swim in one one piece so if we're talking about function or efficiency or you know what i mean it's it should be a one piece so the reason it's two pieces is purely this like sexualization of Mm. women's bodies 100 percent. it has no function no and like even speaking of that in children like I've noticed that for girls, up to a certain age, parents, like they might buy a two-piece thing, but they're only going to put the bottom on Mm -hmm. for a girl. And then at a certain age, it's like, okay, now you know you're, you, you, they, they don't have breasts. Like I'm talking, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, way before 10, way before that, the, the top piece becomes mandatory. Mm -hmm. Even though in a girl that is eight years old, it still doesn't have a purpose. Like, you know, why is it okay for a two-year-old or a three-year-old to run around at the swimming pool with just the bottom piece? And then, you know, six months later, it's like, no, you have to wear the top piece now. Mm. It's, it's the same. Yeah, it, it, it goes back to that. There are certain, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I was, I was, I kept rethinking about the, like the sleepover situation and how how you know some of our boundaries when it comes to being naked are kind of yeah defined by the fears we have of what could happen Mm. i keep thinking of how much knowledge children can have for them not to be protected against it but like does it make a difference do you you know is is there a 
a minimum a child needs to know about their own body yeah. before you can feel safe about them going for a sleepover or just you know mm -hmm. being in the world knowing that that fear is there but feeling that they have the tools to handle it versus um yeah i'm just not gonna let them go because the risk is too high because honestly like life is risk every single day in any single aspect and i'm not even speaking about sexual abuse or just every single day and is it not about making sure kind of that we give our children what what is needed to Mm. to like handle those risks and when it comes to nudity is there is there like what is the minimum that like the the, the minimum package i want to say mm. to to say okay you've graduated the nudity uh topic of life you can now go and live <laughs> i don't know i think this is where i can maybe use my mm, like my perspective as a teacher because i well mm. because of the school policy we have, the curriculum that we follow these days and stuff in the UK, I don't know how it is in Canada or in Germany at the moment, but um, here it's very much about giving children the, the right um, terms for body parts. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a big thing to make sure that they are able to, to label parts of their body. Um, and another thing that we try to which is like kind of big at the moment is consent. Like we talk a lot to them about yeah. consent and them agreeing to the certain things being done to them or not done to them. And not e not only on a sexual level, obviously, but um, it's part of it, you know, but just them being aware that whatever is someone else is doing to them, they need to give their consent. They need to say it's okay. Um, right. Yeah, it's I don't know if that that's the minimum though. Would that be enough? A child knowing what their body parts are called, and f for some reason, I mean, I've had experience of of teaching it in school now, not a lot, but a couple of times. Um, and again, there's so much re re parenting, re teaching that you have to yeah. do yourself because I st I still find it a little bit awkward to talk about these things to children because I think, hey, they're just children. But then I, I yeah. want to because I've learned and I've kind of educated myself and realized, no, okay, actually, it's so important for kids to know, you know, those names and to be aware and stuff like that. Um, and I've lost my point. Is that enough? I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't know what, you know, what's the minimum, but I feel like that's where, that's the decision every parent has to make in the end. Like... Does my child know enough so that I know they will be safe out there or smart enough to ask for help when, when mm -hmm. they need to, mm -hmm. kind of? Um, and yeah, I guess that's, that's what I'm still trying to figure out. How much, what is the, the, the bare minimum for a child to, to be safe out there, basically? It seems to be that at least um, there's, and we've talked a lot about how our society is not great and now people are just <laughs> awkward and you know we're all weirdos but I suppose a good thing that seems to be happening is people are more aware of how important certain topics are for even young children yes. because it's come that far that it's a part of a curriculum in a primary school you know we I, I teach five and six year olds about body parts um mm. 
So somewhere someone must have realized, okay, it should be on each and every parent, but maybe parents aren't doing a great job or... I don't know where it comes from, but the decision has been made that it's so important that we have to make sure that every child gets this knowledge and access to it, regardless yeah. of how and when their parents talk to them about certain topics. Mm. I suppose that's a good... I hope that's a good thing. Don't know. No, I think it's a good thing. It's, it's a step in the right direction. And I mean, that's, that's a little bit what we're hoping to do with the podcast as well, right? Um, <laughs> try to, yeah, kind of bring it to the grown-ups out there. I don't know why I always say grown-ups. I like <laughs> I it more than adults. No, because as a kid, you would think that a person is a grown-up or not. And so it's that relationship. It's grown-ups because it's the relationship that adults have with children. I, yeah. Oh, that is such a good point, man. Yeah. Yes. Because so, we yeah. can't teach them anything new if we are still so uncomfortable with those things, right? So when exactly. you're talking about reparenting or relearning, um, Sarah, that's exactly what that makes me think of, is we have to break down so much of our own learned behaviors mm-hmm. that we don't even realize we're doing. Like, it just something happens, you're like, oof, that's uncomfortable. Or you just immediately react to it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to teach a child to do something different when you can't even instinctively do the, do the different yourself, thing yeah. Yeah. yeah hard it all comes down to yeah reparenting ourselves i feel like that's the takeaway for <laughs> that's honestly for such a good word. yeah <laughs> thank you sarah for bringing it up because it's uh, it's so on point it's it's just about that man yeah mm. so if you had one last thought if you had like something to say about just how you've been handling nudity, how you will be handling nudity, how parents should think about it with their kids, anything that you want to kind of put out there? Um, oh, no pressure. <laughs> I think what we've just said, really, um, I think it's just important that everyone thinks about their own perceptions of things and why, why do you feel a certain way about topics? Um, and yeah in, in conversations like these yeah just i think everyone should try and have them with someone um to just yes. break down those barriers and be you know um at the risk of sounding really da-da, but you know make the world a better place because <laughs> our children deserve that yeah so i think yeah it's really important to do these things so thank you girls i think you're playing a big role in it with your podcast actually Oh my gosh, stop. (laughs) No, thank you for joining us today. Um, That parent perspective is so, so, so important. And we really appreciate you giving us your your time, your thoughts, your openness, you know, vulnerability that comes with having this type of conversation. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Because, yeah, I want to acknowledge what it takes for a mom of three, you know, to... (laughs) Carve out a two-hour time slot for us. So really big, big, My huge thank you. My looks like trash right now. Before <laughs> <laughs> we had all the snacks and, you know, taking all the toys out. The TV's on full blast. I can hear it, actually. Um, so, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that oh, very thank much. You. Thank you for inviting mm-hmm. me. It was, um, it was a good experience. Nice. 
So uh, as usual for people listening, you know where to find us on social and on all the streaming platforms. That's like Spotify, Google Podcasts, which may not be a thing soon, but still is a thing. Um, Apple Podcasts and everywhere. It's at not a purse, an O-T, A-P-U-R-S-E. And we are officially done with this episode. Bye. <laughs>